You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Once again, it's the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite, maybe, probably not. Um, favorite-ish, can we say that? Wrestling podcast with uh, the jabronis that uh, just pretty much yuck, yuck, yuck the whole time about the wrestles. And, uh, you know, it's fun. So why don't you do uh, yourself a favor and give a listen? Before we kick off this show, I do want to bring you a nice little segment that I call Ransom's Stupidity of Humanity. And this little segment kicks off with a moment that I had today. I was driving and I came up behind a minivan and in the back window of this minivan was a big vinyl decal that said, yo, just wear your effing mask. Now, that in and of itself, why would you say ransom? Why is that stupid? It's not. The stupidity comes into play when I passed said minivan on a legally passing road, mind you. I wasn't just, you know, swerving around like a raging lunatic, as you might think is customary. I can't fault you for that. But when I passed said minivan, the driver of said minivan was, and I shoot you not, holding a hamburger in one hand, holding his phone, texting in the other hand, and driving with his elbows. The stupidity here, folks, comes into play as chastising a group of people for potentially putting other people at risk by their behavior while said person driving the minivan was potentially putting other people at risk by texting, eating, and driving with their elbows. Does stupidity know no bounds? It's a great question, a question we may or may not answer. But fortunately for you, I don't have time to suffer fools, so I'm not going to suffer this conversation any longer. And speaking of fools... That's right, we have a jam-packed show for you today. We've got Beef the Legend, Poop the Bard, the Chooserweight Champion himself, Tiger Bomb Tom. I am Ransom the Madman. And before we get into our customary wrestling chat, we have a little bit of housekeeping that we need to get through. Beef, would you like to tell everybody what this housekeeping is? Yeah, let's address the elephant in the room up front. Uh, so we've had internal discussions as to how to play our hand here with the Bob Gray situation. For those of you that are our Anchor, Spotify, YouTube exclusive, you may not know about Bob Gray, a.k.a. the Chaos Gesture, a.k.a. whatever the hell else he wants us to call him. A.k.a. Dr. Spooky, a.k.a. your sister's ass, whatever. Okay. So this guy... Your sister's um, ass. Whatever this fucking guy, moniker of the week. This guy likes to post pictures and videos on our Facebook page, being all spoopy, wearing a, 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 a wannabe sting mask in black and white with a higher pitched voice than me. Oh. Um, we didn't think it was all, po- I didn't think that was possible until today. Achie- it's an achievement, really. Being, achievement. All, being all spoopy and condescending and mysterious. And downright infuriating. Oh my. So this chaos gesture, There's this no such thing as this, mysterious. 
collector, as he uh, as he referred to himself in, in the most uh, most recent and yet intriguing video, um, he fucking challenged us to up to put up the shoes weight title uh, against him in, in 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 a battle of picks. So that's where we are, and, and, and we're a split house. We're we're, we, we're we're a split house. We have a civil war going on here. We do. We have an absolute civil war. No surprise that Ransom and Beef are on the same side. No surprise. That, 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 I'd say that is a little bit of surprise. That is kind you? of a surprise. No, yeah. if people know us, there's no surprise. No. Oh, our, bonds, our binds go go deeper than the fucking core of the planet. And, oh and so in true surprise, myself and the champ are on the other side of the fence of this. Myself I don't and, feel like that's a surprise. I, you know, I, I, I kind of do. Um, just because I, you know, I have been, uh, the one who's been lambasting the retention of your championship, which to be fair, mm-hmm. to be fair, the, um, uh, you know, you would think that I'd be like all about like, yep. Any hashtag anyone, but Tom, but but in this case, I'm uh, I, I'm 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 on the champ side. So the champ has uh, uh, you can you can just call me Underoos. I so would come swinging hearing, in and you know. Nice reference. Thank you. So what you're hearing right now, our our Darren loyal fan base is a real real time discussion as we are filming this episode live to tape, uh, taking up valuable WrestleMania airwaves while we try to figure out what the fuck we want to do. Here's the thing, and you know I, I'm I'm not gonna put my ace in the hole just yet. But here's the thing: when you're called out, you fucking rise to the challenge. Why the fuck do you think we've been doing stump the champs for like sixty weeks or whatever the hell it's been? Like, why do you think that we put our asses on the line every week? Because we know we fucking got this. Boys, it's WrestleMania season. I don't know if you know me. I know you know me. WrestleMania is my fucking lifeblood. I fucking breathe and sleep and mainline WrestleMania into my veins in March and April. Brother, brother. I will personally guarantee the safety and security of that Chooserweight Championship oh. on Megaton's shoulder right here. So all I'm saying is, if there were a time that we were going to put pride and ego out, this is it. All right, so, so I'm going to go ahead and be the mediator here. And I'm going to say, well put, good opening statement by B, fair argument. Uh, next, I would like to hear from Poot. Poot, give me your thoughts on this situation. I will not be fantastic. I will not be, be, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I've, I've had a day almost used my once a year today, boys. It was close. No. Yeah, it was a close call. (laughs) And it was a very rude way to wake up from a nap. Um, but, um, I blame my body. It's stupid and dumb and I hate it. Um, uh, so I will not, my thing was, 
I will not be bullied by by someone who pitch shifts their voice to hell and sounds like Dime Store Ultron. I will not be bullied by someone who refuses to acknowledge who they are and I and guarantee in some epic fashion after they take that belt reveal who they are. And yes, I have my suspicions, as we all do. Um, and the Chooserweight Championship, that's an in-house thing. I feel like the prizes that we offer for Stump the Champs slash Stump the Chumps um is good as we showed with that bastard pat uh when he came on we had a wonderful time it was a great episode he he had some very salient points and we we were all very affable and it was a good time and it was nice to interact with our listeners and that is my point there has to be a delineation chooserway championship at this point is its own thing it's between the four of us that's the thing that keeps us competitive within ourselves. I say we leave it in-house, we leave it to us, and we have the the goal of being able to come on the podcast and discuss be the thing. Now, here is where it lies. He could go ahead and we could have him in on picks if you want, but the prize is the the chaos jester or whatever, whatever the dicks. Your sister's ass is still sticking with me. I think we should have that be your sister's ass, Bob Gray. Um, I, I you can think, thank Bully Ray for that one. I, I, th- I don't know where he took it from, but you can thank him for it. <laughs> I, I say we keep that in house. I, I will not have it be a discuss uh, something that is pulled from us and blustered into. I won't do that. And I think that's why I want why to volley pe- something real quick, Pooch. No, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay. No, this All is right. this is important. Jesus Christ. Hold on. You shut the fuck okay. up because this involves you directly. Okay. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. All this right. was a three-man show when we first started, and we started defending with Tiger Bomb Tom, who yes was a sponsor, and yes is a full-fledged member of the P3 crew right now. But when we started defending against him, at best. He was a guest spot. He was a consistent guest spot. He All was the was same. A, he was I'm very a guest consistent. spot for four, four or five weeks in a fucking row. <laughs> and Bob Gray has been consistently posting videos four to five weeks in a row. Cool, I'm let's just bring saying, Bob Gray on the podcast. Then make him the honorary or fifth member. Fuck listen, it. Who cares? I'm, 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 I'm just using that logic that Poot had against him. That, wait, that's that all logic, I'm saying. I know because that logic, that logic is going to come back to bite. Somebody in the ass. Listen. Just okay, wait. now, hold on. Listen. We've heard from Beef. We've heard from Poot. I would like to hear from Tom. I would like to hear from Ransom. No. Because you're on the side of Beef. I feel it's fair to go one side, the other side, one side, the other side. Okay. If that's how you want to do it, then that's how we'll do it. I feel that's fair. Fair enough. So my argument, oddly enough, well... Maybe not so oddly enough. And this is spooky, and I hate you, Beef. You are really the worst. Um, my argument is the same as Beef's. We have said amongst ourselves many a time, if this podcast turns out to be nothing more than a handful of people that watch slash listen, and the four of us entertaining each other, we're happy. That's great. If it's just the four of us getting together once a week to talk wrestling, and that's all that comes with this podcast, 
I'm perfectly content and happy. That's fantastic. If, however, we can grow a fan base, grow a listener base, become a more widely known podcast, kudos to that too. That's a bonus. That's a bonus for us on top of being able to get together, shoot the shit, enjoy some bro time, talk wrestling. We don't, I don't think we've ever said, hey, you know what? Let's just keep it with the four of us. We don't need to grow our listener base. It doesn't matter who listens. It doesn't matter if we have any fan interaction. We don't want or need any of that. I don't think we've ever said that. We're, we're content with the four of us, but if we expand, all the better. My argument to this is, this is a person who wants to be involved in the podcast. He obviously listens because he obviously knows us. He has said quite a few things in his videos that prove that he's not just a dude that's like, hey, I came upon this podcast, I listened to one or maybe two episodes, and now I'm going to try some shenanigans and I'm going to try to fuck with them. Because you wouldn't get the knowledge that he has about the four of us by just listening to a couple shows. So it's clear that he's a fan. It's clear that he enjoys this podcast. If we have people that want to be more involved in this show, I feel like that's going to do more to grow our listener base. It's going to do more to promote us as a podcast. It's going to get our name out there a little bit more. Because if this person says, hey, guess what? I challenged the Pittsburgh Podcast podcast for their Choose Your Way Championship, and I won it. Look, I'm the P3 champion. Someone's going to say, what's the P3? Oh, it's this wrestling podcast that I listened to. I sent them some videos. I challenged them for the title, and they let me challenge, and now I won it. How cool is that? Yes, it's a fake, quote-unquote, fake wrestling podcast title. Sure, but in the grand scheme of things, isn't wrestling just a male soap opera, it is real physicality. People do really get hurt and people do make a whole lot of money, yes. But it is a predetermined event. You can, you can argue the validity of their championships all the live long day, but when compared to other sports, the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, Intercontinental, the list goes on, they're all fake wrestling titles because they're awarded to somebody because that company thinks that that person they're going to give the belt to can make them money. Yes, they perform well, but at the end of the day, no one is legitimately beating anybody for a title. It's not UFC. It's not boxing. Eh, I've heard conspiracies on whether or not those things are legit or not. But in any case, the argument can be made that the WWE Championship is a fake title too, because nobody legitimately beats anybody for that title unless there's a screw job involved. And to move on to Beef's point, I'll wrap up this diatribe right here. When we created the Pittsburgh Pod River podcast, it did start out with Beef and Poot and Ransom. Tom had sent in some questions. Tom had made some points. Tom began to talk to us. He asked if he could be a sponsor. He could promote our show on his streams, things like that. All very nice things to do. As we talked more with him, we realized that we have a lot in common with Tom. He has a good, a good knowledge base of wrestling, interacted well with us. We had him on for a few guest spots. Those guest spots turned into a full-fledged membership. We extended an offer. He signed on with Team P3. No other podcast snagged him up. 
we snagged him up. I would say that that's a very good get for us. It has worked out very well. We have a great friendship amongst the four of us. It's blossomed very, very well, and I'm extremely happy with it. I'm very happy that that had happened. But if Beef and Poot and I had the mindset of, this is our show, you want to be on a podcast and talk about wrestling? Go make your own podcast. Go do your own show. Go do your own thing. We would not have a foursome that we have today. I don't think we would have, I, we would have fun, yes. But I don't think we would have as much fun. We definitely wouldn't have the bond of brotherhood that the four of us share together. So by going out on that limb and saying, hey, let's bring out, let's you know, bring in a person who wasn't one of the original three, bring them onto the show, have it turn out as well as it did. If we hadn't have, not risked it, but if we hadn't have gone out on that limb or tried something new, the show that you have now wouldn't exist. So my argument is we branched out. We took a shot at doing something different than what was just the three of us. And my own personal opinion, that turned out very, very well. So not only is this an opportunity to grow the fan base, maybe this is an opportunity to begin to interact with somebody who shares a love of wrestling like we do, Maybe it's an opportunity for us to not bring on a fifth person and expand the podcast. I'm not saying that that's what we do, but maybe we have the opportunity to expand our brotherhood, our friendships, our love of wrestling to people who want to interact with us. I think that that is a good thing that people want to interact with us. And this dude clearly has a mind for wrestling because look at some of the videos he sent. Good Lord, they could be wrestling vignettes. Coming soon, Chaos Jester, Chaos Jester coming soon, whatever. They're promos. They're essentially wrestling promos that he's doing. So, at the end of the day, yes, the Chooserweight Championship has traditionally been amongst the four of us. But, is it really going to behoove us to say, it's ours, go do your own thing. We don't want you to be part of this. We don't want to interact with you. We don't want to expand ourselves. I feel like we're closing the door on an opportunity. That's my piece. <clears throat> All right. So in the same vein of, uh, of what Poot said, I'm going to add on to it and kind of also kind of use your own argument against you because that's what you do in Ooh. a debate. So yes, we are a, uh, you know, we're, we're a fake wrestling podcast with a fake title. But even the fakest of titles in the WWE have a prestige and they're guarded and they're protected to a certain extent. My fear is that we don't want to WCW this thing and David Arquette the whole situation, which, by the way, he has uh, over the years redeemed himself over for because... He was he was put into a position that he didn't really have control over, but that's neither here nor hey, there. Go, I said go before. Go watch. You can't kill David Arquette. It's exactly. really good. Yeah. Um, but there's still there's still a prestige and and something protected about our our fake title amongst the four of us, and I like that. And and I like that tradition. 
now yes you did bring me on in the beginning and if you guys had told me you know what no we we uh want to keep this as a three-man crew and if you want to come on we'll bring you on as a as a guest every so often that would have been perfectly okay because my sponsorship was basically helping an old friend and two friends that i didn't realize were going to be as good of friends to me uh as you guys are now um just helping you guys out because I saw because I saw the chemistry between two very good friends in Putin Beef talking about their love for wrestling and the fact that we all had a love for wrestling. I said, let's nurture this thing. I'll 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 plug you guys. I'll do whatever. And uh, it was never it was never an intention to invade in on it or anything like that. But I gladly accepted the position that was uh, that was offered to me because. I get to talk wrestling with friends and uh it's a good time. It is. <clears throat> so in that vein, I have come up with a compromise that has been met with very much disdain by the legendary letdown himself, Beef. Oh. And uh I'll put it out there for the general public again. And uh Bob Grays, I'm sure he's gonna listen to this episode whenever it airs the Alvin and the chipmunks want to be son of a bitch that he is oh. with his latest video. I propose that we have another title, one that is amongst the fan base that they can compete for one another from all corners of the globe. doesn't matter if they're listening from Japan to fucking Saskatchewan to LA to North, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I was oh. going to say North Dakota, but, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> but that could be something. And we could, and we can, we can, you know, we could advertise their picks on the show on uh, some other segment or something like that. You know, we can, we can do that. We can, we can put their picks, uh, we could put their picks up and put it up as a post on our Facebook or something like that and let everybody know where they all stand. We can create that community. We can foster that growth, but we can also protect the Chooserway Championship at the same time. That was my proposal, but... So again. let me just... I, I just want to retort uh, real quick on that about the two-title thing. How many times have we on this show complained about the constant back and forth of the WWE Championship between just a couple people. John Cena to Batista um, or to Randy Orton to Triple H, back and forth and back and forth. Always the same people competing for the title, always the same people winning the title. We complained a lot about that ourselves. So I feel like it... I feel it's a little bit of a disservice on our part to say we complain about it when WWE does it, but it's okay for us to do. Us to say, hey, it's just going to bounce around between the four of us. It's just always going to be the four of us competing for it. We got tired of seeing that on actual wrestling shows. So, I don't know. I feel like for us to, to, to do that and be okay with it, we're, we're, we're teetering on a, on a difficult edge here well not only that not only that but to, to extend on ransom's point we've griped 
this ain't SmackDown, bro. Bro, I'm channeling Vince Russo. Bro, this ain't SmackDown. We're not going to introduce a new fucking title every three months. No. No. The Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast has one title. And yes, when we do stump the champs or chumps, we are all collectively the champs or the chumps. But there is one crown jewel of the P3. And that is the Chooseaway Championship. I do have... the second title... You are not protecting the legacy belt. You are devaluing it. So here's one grape that I had. Uh, and, and I, and I don't know, did it, did I don't know who I know beef came in and I don't know if he went back and watched the whole thing or not. I don't know if ransom got a chance to watch my video today that I responded to Bob gray or not. Did you, uh, I caught like a minute or two. Okay. So there's two things, two things that I had to uh, a bone to pick with you. The title uh, now, while you're not completely wrong about the title going back and forth between the same four people, let's keep in mind we're not the WWE. We only have a four man roster, not a 40. So there's a big difference there. Number one. So that's comparing apples to oranges. Number two. Um. The championship is not just bounce back and forth between Putin and I. And that while that may be you making an exaggeration, I hope you do realize that we've all held it roughly oh, the same number of times, like two or three oh, times. Yes, least. it okay. was it was an exaggeration. Okay. okay, I legitimately know that we have all held the title at some point. Yes. All right, listen, and, I'm gonna, I'm gonna intervene real quick here because we've already spent way too much time on this. I have a timer on my phone for five minutes. We're going to go for five minutes more on this topic because I think we've all had a fair shake at it. We're going to go for five minutes at the end of it. Whatever is out there is out there. Okay. Here's the, here, here's the here. only other thing that I have to say on it. And this is my last speaking piece because I've spoke my piece in, in post response to all Bob right, Gray I'll, and I'll video response. I'll do it after your response. Go ahead. Here's, here's my last, my last response. And then I'll go with whatever the group consensus is because that's what we do. <clears throat> um, God damn it. I, lo I lost my train of thought when you interrupted. I'll tell you what, get ahead, back dude. to it. I only have one more thing to say. Go if ahead. Bob Gray, and first of all, Beef, pride goes before the fall. I've said this before. I understand Mania is your season, and you know Mania better than everybody, but the fact that you're saying that you're going to guarantee that it stays in the P3 ecosystem is a full statement. I love you to death, buddy, and I, and I know of any four of us who can... 100%, if we had to choose one of us to go up against Bob Gray, it would be you to win. I, I will say that bar none. However, Pete, the, 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 the Chooserweight Championship gets out into the ether with Bob Gray. If it goes out there into the ether, then I'm kind of like, okay, now we either have to win it back. And it would be cool to have other people competing for this. But then all of a sudden, it's out there in the ecosystem. How do you determine ties? How do you determine who goes over? How do you determine this? How do you determine that? If you have numerous people competing for this, you have to get into a very complex way of determining who wins. And then the more people that come in, which on Ransom's point would be really cool to have, to have a growing fan base. I will give you credit there, Ransom. But... Then it's gone. What do we do if we want to have another belt? Do we just mint another belt, have it between the four of us, and then have people? And all of a sudden, we're just tossing belts out left and right. Like, what, what happens then? 
Or do we send it out into the world and go, look what we've created and be proud of? And and people uh, like it and people want it. And may so, I remind you that I'm the longest reigning 10-wall hardcore champion of all time. I know a thing or two about titles. All right. Timer hey. starts now. Okay. You know, okay. So now hope I remember. I remember. David. Okay, go ahead, Pop. Go ahead, go ahead Tom. I'm going to pause it. Go ahead. All right. So now that you you can put it as the five minute. I don't care. Uh, here was here was my thing. Here was my thing that I that I wanted to put out there was uh, the logistic thing. Like Poot was saying, there's that. Um, the the second thing is let's not forget how this all started. Is that somebody in house amongst the four of us gave access to somebody else to either they shared their video and uploaded it they either uploaded bob gray's video onto our youtube or they gave bob gray access to our youtube which by so the somebody... way i'm still not thrilled about and also i have uh, you go ahead tom keep going that's okay that's okay that and 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 this kind of almost ties in perfectly with the civil war because you know real talk here uh poot Poot is like myself in the fact that he said he's like, I, I protect my passwords very, very carefully, and I trust that whenever this whole thing started. So I don't know who to trust between Beef or Ransom because either Beef has this master plan to try to get back his title that he thinks he so uh, you know so well deserves, or Ransom pulled a fast one and kind of how he snuck me in snuck in this bob gray thing and i don't know which i don't know which one is the more likely of the scenarios what and i have one question last wrestlemania with uh whenever i was kind of tuned out and uh and the whole fucking uh the covid mania or whatever yeah yeah 36 who, okay who was the chooser weight champion going into mania picks i don't remember i have to was go he... back and listen I'm assuming I'm assuming I, it was Poot. I, I believe it was me. Okay. Who is who is the champ coming out of it? I don't know. I, have sure. no idea. I know I wanted I won it off the first Mania weekend. I think Yeah. That but not that one, because that was the and I will always remind Beef the his shortest title title reign defense ever. One day. Yep. One, day. one day. Always gonna never ever gonna let you forget it, hey. Beef. I love you, it but is, never got some other arguments to, to get through here. Um, so, but but uh, my point is, like like Poot said, pride goes before the fall. You may think Mania is your season beef, but don't count on it. Okay, so yes, WWE has a far larger roster than we do, but if we don't allow ourselves to potentially say, "Hey, if other people want to challenge for the for the Cruiserweight Championship, go for it." we will never grow that roster in the opportunity for people to challenge for that title. If we deny it and say, it's just the four of us, then yes, it will always just be the four of us. We'll never defend it out. No one will ever have the chance to expand upon that. As far as the logistics go, I don't see the difference between four and 40. As far as the logistics go. Agreed. It's the same logistics as it is now. Champion prerogative. If somebody ties the champion, well, great. Congratulations. You tied the champion, but you didn't beat the champion. The champion remains. If two people tie for the belt and beat the champion, those people become co-owners. Two, three, four, it doesn't matter. If five people 
all tie and all beat the champ, it it gets a bit, you know, Willy Wonka-ish. But at the same time, we're going to assume that we're going to have that many people vying for the title. If we do someday, I say good. The more people we get involved in this, the larger our listener base is, the bigger that we become, the more people we have talking about this show. All good things. But as far as the logistics go, I don't see any difference. You beat the champ, you're the champ. You don't beat the champ, you're not the champ. It, it seems easy peasy lemon squeezy to me. All I, right, TikTok. I, the, the I apologize. Over. Here, I, sorry, shit. Here, I had one other thing to say. Here's here's one thing. I'll, okay, I'm, I'm going to float. So we're I, the clock is starting. Here's what I'm going to float out. I think that we defend the title against him, but before we defend the title against him, we force him to unmask, give us his identity. We're protective of that title. He's protective of his gimmick. He drops the gimmick. We defend the title. I'm there. That was kind of that. Uh, that's what I was kind of going with when when Bob said he's uh you know that we were hiding that he was calling us out saying we're hiding behind uh the four of us protecting this. He's hiding behind voice modulating and fucking stupid mask. Yep. And everything like that. So who's hiding what? Oh, okay. Okay. So, so my only caveat with that is wrestling itself, as well as this podcast, is all built around gimmicks. We don't use our real names on this show. We've done it before when we broke kayfabe, but you're Poot the Bard. That's not what's on your driver's license. Hi, I'm Chuck Bungo. The legend, again, fine. You have no problem breaking it. That's not the point. The point is, is we all go by gimmick names. The point is wrestling is a gimmick in itself. This dude is completely embracing that full on gimmick. I can't fault the guy for that. That's like saying, hey, this masked wrestler from Mexico, we want you to unmask and not call yourself El Chupacabra or whatever you call yourself. We want you to unmask and call yourself first name, last name. You mean like Andrade Cien Almas? Hmm. Right. Yes. How many All people right, have, have complained about that? Poop the Bard himself has complained that he wishes he would go back to his original Mexican gimmick. Again, wrestling based around gimmicks. Us on this podcast – based around gimmicks okay that's, here's here let's ask somebody to drop a gimmick is counterproductive okay. i feel let's wrestling but, okay here's a that, compromise listen, here's a compromise we're not all gimmicks though here's a compromise like, here's a compromise here's a compromise good he does not have to reveal himself to the general masses but he does have to reveal himself to us fair enough I still don't see what that does. I okay. Yes, let, we find out who the dude is. If you've never heard of him before, what does that do for you? Nothing. All right. I'm looking at the recording timer. We've gone over. I'll tell you what. Why don't we get to wrestling talk, and then before we end this, we'll come back and we will make a decision. How's that sound? Or uh, we don't even have to. We can finish out the rest of this podcast with wrestling. We can talk about this later. This isn't time intensive. You understand what I'm saying here? Like, we don't have to figure this out tonight or tomorrow. If Bob Gray puts a timer on us, we tell him pound salt. We'll figure this out when we want to. I'm good with that. I I, I, I assumed that we were trying to figure this out before Mania season, but well, if I mean, it happens, but if, we but if it happens, if it happens to be after Mania, whatever, he's the quote unquote new debut challenger after WrestleMania. Which, we, which we're always excited for the after Mania Raw or whatever anymore. So, I mean, you know, that could be that too. 
Yeah, I say we get into wrestling and we worry about this Bob Gray stuff later. At the end of the episode, great. Off the episode, fine. But let's talk wrestling now because like Beef said, uh, pardon me, he didn't say that. It's WrestleMania season. There's a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah, there is. Whole bunch of shit going down. Take us away, uh, Beef. Fast, fast lane happened. It was a good oh, show. It was a thing. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. When you're going into your biggest show of the year, you don't want to have a good show. You either grow, you either go from Elimination Chamber, which was a fairly good, like decent, like okay, exciting show, to WrestleMania with like a nice little lull, but you know you still have like you know the anticipation building up, or you put out a fucking crackerjack fest that's amazing to watch, and you go, man, I can't wait to see what they do at WrestleMania. You don't come out halfway. Listen. Because if you come out halfway, you're going to get hurt. Listen, now Diggity. I'm just imagining us coming on after a, a, any given pay-per-view and doing the episode and just going, boys, that was a crackerjack of an event, wasn't it? My gosh, did you see the mighty, <laughs> did you see the mighty big throwing man? They must lift a lot of triangular weights. Hello. The mighty big throwing man. <laughs> no, trapezoid-shaped weights. <laughs> Wrong. My, my, my point <laughs> here is that... My my point here is that fast lane, ironically enough, was very much passing lane as cruise control was on. Oh yeah, very oh. clearly. Why do you think so? Yeah. What? So okay. So so what stood out to you? You know what stood out to me? I don't remember a damn thing except for the end of the Brian and Reigns match. I was gonna uh, say, man, um, Brian and Reigns was a really fun, good the match. Fiend. The oh, fiend. Yeah, the fiend. I was the like, big, were you not here moment. for the fiend? Hello. Oh. I didn't do this today because I was uh, a little in Dutch, and also I had a very important meeting at 2 o'clock, which I'll talk about after the podcast. Here's a little fast count news for you. It's going to be very fast. Randy Orton's wife is very, very, very shoot angry at Alexa Bliss for the way that she pinned Randy Orton. She is actually very angry about it. Um, I would. mounted him, oh, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it, too, because that is best version of Alexa Bliss. Um, number one, The Fiend, we will get to that, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, Randy Orton's oh, wife yeah. is legit Kim? furious. Is that, that, that uh, her yeah, name, Kim? Kim? Yeah, I, I think, think it's Kim. But Randy Orton, to respond to her, threw out a uh, tweet, <laughs> which he... Uh-oh, I didn't see this. Randy oh, I Orton, love that tweet. It's so great. Randy Orton, I can't remember exactly what it said, Beef, if you can recall, but it has since been deleted. But by God, the Internet's there, so screen captures the thing. Randy Orton he's basically like, was like, wrestling's fake. What are you doing? Like, that's pretty much what like, he did. He's like, someone should, tell my, someone should tell my wife that wrestling's fake. Or no, he's like, hey, uh -huh. guys, should I tell her that wrestling's fake? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my like, God, Randy Orton's killing on Twitter. And I was, uh, I was wow. like, oh, and Randy he's Orton. He's going to get himself divorced. Yo, he is going to be in the doghouse. No, yo, so. So apparently there were two things. Number one, he that Randy Orton apparently has a lot of creative control backstage with his angles and what he does. A and to be fair, he's earned it in in my oh, yeah. opinion. You know what we're yeah. seeing in the 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 real good like we're going to look back and say this was prime Randy Orton. Some of the prime Randy Orton. He's doing a great job. Um however, Backstage, apparently, after it was done, because that was done, people were furious at him. Like backstage, he got like dressed down backstage. See, um, was that his call? Was that no, his idea? The, the only heat that I wrote on him was the heat from Kim. 
I didn't hear that anybody else had a problem. Oh no, 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 no. Like, they, wait, wait, wait. Did, doing, hold on. Here's the question: Did people have problem with his tweet or the or what Kim had a problem with? Well, but Kim well, had a problem with. what Kim had a problem oh, with. Oh, oh, they oh. had a problem with that, and I think it has to do with, and I'm sure we'll mention it at least once. Peacock censoring all of the inappropriate what not what have you from days of future past of WWE but that's a whole nother can of worms but this Randy Orton apparently backstage got super dressed down and it was one of those things where like I read and I think it was on what cultures uh page what culture wrestling.com or what culture.com slash WWE um apparently like Randy Orton was like being dressed down to the point where it was like he needed like he, it was like, like they said, I believe, and I'll have to go back and double check where it said like he needed console. Like it, it, it was bad. That one decision oh, well. was like apparently this cataclysmic thing. And the problem is it fit the character. It fit the situation and it fit everything that was going on. She was you know on his on. torso I slash need... stomach. She wasn't on his crotch. Yeah, like, that, that, I need to clarify this. Shut yeah. up. I need to clarify this. Was it... WWE dressing him down because of what his wife said? Is that what it was? No, no. because she didn't tweet that until like Monday, I think. Yeah. He was dressed down because of how Alexa Bliss pinned him? Yes. Yes. Was that Randy Orton's idea? Was that his call? It, I, yes. Yes, it was his call, apparently. So he told her, pin me this way. Well, I'm sure that he and Alexa and Bray probably all had... Like, you know, yeah. how you go over in, in Gorilla and you say, okay, here are the spots. And you have your you have your booker there, your producer there that's saying, okay, here are the spots we want to hit. So I'm sure that Randy and Bray and Alexa's – Alexa? My God. I, I can buy both names. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm sure that they all probably went, were, were in Gorilla saying, okay, here here's what we're going to do, blah, 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 hit these spots. Uh, okay. And that's how they did it. Gotcha. So it may okay. not have I, been I, a I Randy Orton sure call. Exactly dressing down was, was – uh, because of, but Orton is the in in that particular triumvirate. Or Orton is the uh, the veteran. He's the guy that yeah, he's know, the senior unquote, guy. Yeah, he, he's the guy that quote unquote knows better. And um, well, so let's. Uh, I I don't want to get into the Peacock stuff yet, but I mean, you brought a figure that they had some sort of a memo from Peacock that's like, hey, we're flushing some of the shit on the network. And you had to figure that probably had to get out the talent, and that somebody was like, "Hey, talent, don't do anything to jeopardize this this this, this partnership." Yeah, and 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 that was the thing is that like it was something that when when she did that, first of all, I don't know about you guys, I went, "Oh, what a great way to pin him! What a great way to yeah. put this down!" And then also, I went, "Ooh, what I've never once in me. my <laughs> I've never once in my life wanted to be Randy Orton." Um, yeah. The uh, but Until now then. you know. Uh, but like, but regardless of that, that was just a little fast count news for you. On to what do you guys think of the burnt fiend, the Krispy Kreme fiend? You know what? I think it's 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 not terrible. I mean, obviously, like, so like obviously the the original design look or whatever of the fiend and his mask and everything, I thought was really cool. Um, you know, and I and I liked I liked uh, throughout the fiends' uh, character having at one point like basically like having him bounce back and forth between uh, Swamp Wizard Bray, Sweater Bray, 
and the fiend showing that the fiend was this overall like omnipresent thing or whatever i liked i i liked the fact that uh they still went back with tom savini tom savini so shout out to our local boy there oh, yeah uh that they went back with him for you know for the for him to help on the design of this i mean it fits the character um i, I don't know if we'll ever get back to like the quote unquote unburnt bray or unburnt fiend or whatever um but i i don't hate it it i mean it was it was different it it's gonna take a little getting used to just because i have the image of the fiend of what the fiend is supposed to be ingrained in my brain but it's different um but I, i it's not gonna change how the character is i don't think i think i think what'll be interesting for me to see is what they do going forward if they do anything with the firefly funhouse or if they kind of shift that to being alexis playground like they had done in the fiend's absence so i'm kind of more the look i don't care so much about i'm i'm kind of more curious to see what they do with the actual character and if they go back to sweater bray at all if we see him again or if it's just crispy fucking you know marshmallow fucking burnt uh fiend or not I love it, man. I love the prosthesis. I love the the entrance, like from the fucking portal of hell with the, the, the red glowing and the smoke. I mean, I'm getting like goosebumps just talking about it, man. I The only thing I didn't dig was the jumpsuit. I get the jumpsuit because that's what he was, you know, you know buried in or whatever. I, I understand that. But at the end of the day, I want to see a better like outfit on it because the outfit made it look very meh. But, like, the actual facial prosthesis and, like, the, the arms, perfect. It gave me, like, Freddy Krueger vibes, and I'm in on it. I, Ransom, what do you think? Oh, I thought it was a very neat way to bring back the fiend. Continue on with the whole he was set on fire. He's got, you know, the rubber, whatever the hell that suit's made out of that looks like burnt flesh. It's nice to see that they... Continued on with something, yeah, and didn't just say, "Well, Randy Orton set the fiend on fire." Oop, the fiend's back! Like nothing ever happened. Right. It's it's neat that they continued on with that. That's I say kudos to them for going the long haul at least this far. And I and I really think honestly, and like Beef said to go back about about passing fast lane, passing fancy lane. Um, I I think I, I really think that that was like the keynote thing. Of, of of all of it. And I, I'm not trying to, you know, I know we do a lot of poo-pooing of WWE and their decisions and their booking and everything. But, like, you know, I I, I think that coming back and setting up Bray versus um, Orton at Mania, uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it'll be really cool if they do a cinematic match with them. Uh, I'm hoping for it. Yeah. Um, and, because they're getting a lot better at the cinematic thing. They really yeah, are. They- they really so are. I've heard rumor that Bo Dallas is going to be somehow brought into this yes. cacophony of Bray Wyatt family or you know what Fiend family, whatever it is. My really? question to you guys is, in what aspect, if it all happens, what aspect do you see it happening as? Do you see him showing up as a version of the Fiend as well, an unburnt version of the Fiend? Do you see him being a completely different Wyatt character that's not a fiend but is 
somehow collaborating with them? Or do you think that this is all idle speculation and never going to happen? Yo, what if they go WandaVision on it and they have Bo <laughs> Dallas come back as Sweater Bray? Oh! And then they, they just replace Sweater Bray in, in the Firefly Funhouse like nothing fucking happened. <laughs> that would be awesome. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I would say the most likely scenario is either one of two things. Either Bo comes back as like kind of a disciple, like how Alexa Bliss got overtaken and Bo comes back as just like some uh, disciple of the fiend or something, or I, I don't know, or it's just, it's just all speculative and they're never bringing back Bo for anything. I don't know. I, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I guess time will tell, but I've been, we've been saying for years, man, they need to do something with Bo because especially him working with Bray, he, he'd probably feel a lot more comfortable. And I think Bo is a lot of untapped potential for years that they've had with WWE. Um, Not to imagine the similarities, too. They look very oh, similar. Yeah. I and mean, you, Bo Dallas throws his beard out. He looks very, very similar to Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And he and and the last time that we saw him, if I recall, he started chonking up a little bit, not like in a Husky Harris way. Like, right. he started getting a little a little bit bigger and having that grizzled look with the, the beard and stuff. It was working. And we even postulated when he started having the change uh, cosmetically that we it, were like, oh, he's going to he's going to be part of this whole uh, the, this whole to do. Back when it was the may, Wyatt family. Yep. Yep. Back. Yeah, yep. exactly. But but um, if I may, I, I'm, I'm just going to go back to a real quick point about Fastlane being very meh. The fact that we that 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 our first discussion out the gate was about a tweet that Randy Orton's wife sent out about something about one like five second part of the event of the, the event. This is the event before WrestleMania. Like I you know, I don't know man. Like it 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 didn't do anything for me. And well, up until Monday night, WrestleMania had not like I looked at the card and I was like, eh, whatever. Now it's starting to take a little bit more shape and I'm starting to get a little bit more like super excited about it. So I'm 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 getting there. But you gotta get me there faster, boys. So for um, people that didn't watch Monday Night Raw, uh, a.k.a. myself, yeah. or SmackDown, which happens tomorrow, I guess, uh, is, is the title match between Edge and Reigns going to have Daniel Bryan in it? So it, like, hasn't, been, it hasn't been announced yet, but all, all signs are pointing. The writing's kind of on the wall for a triple threat. Which, don't get me wrong, uh, this is something I was actually going to ask you guys, is what your guys' thoughts were on it. And I'll since I'm kind of leading it here, I will say, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with the, with the idea of the triple threat. It makes sense. Um, you could have either, you could have, if you are going to have Reigns drop the title, you could have Edge or Daniel Bryan pin one or the other, one of another, and not have Reigns eat the pin and still make him look strong even in losing however if if they knew for sure they were going to go with a triple threat for one of their big titles i would have preferred to have seen it been the wwe championship and have it been like bobby lashley drew mcintyre and either sheamus or brock lesnar now if they couldn't get brock lesnar in i understand that you know you can't control that sort of thing but you have sheamus there there's still a good built-in storyline with that too. Um, I just feel it's kind of it, it kind of almost. Um, I, and I posed this question about NXT. 
NXT, I understand it more with the tag team title situation. So, like, in my mind, I look at it like, all right, MSK won the Dusty Cup. They got a tag team title opportunity. Um, they got attacked by Grizzled Young Veterans, whatever. Now, in real life, uh, you know, uh, Danny Burch just sit, sustains an injury. Um, him and Oni Lorcan have to vacate the titles. Regal comes up with this triple threat match idea for the tag team championships. Okay, I get that because that's a situational thing. In this case, Edge won the Royal Rumble, rent from start to finish. He earned that championship spot. But now we're going to throw in the caveat of, oh, well, you also have to uh, fight for it against Daniel Bryan, too. Like, to me, it kind of feels like, wait, to me, yep. uh, it kind of feels like that Edge kind of got the short end of the stick on that. But again, I understand if they're going to go with the fact of if they are going to have Reigns drop it. Reigns doesn't have to eat the pin, and thus he doesn't look weak in it. So I get it from that aspect. But from a storyline standpoint, it just, I would have preferred to have seen it been the WWE Championship. Well, uh, what say you, Rand? WrestleMania, WrestleMania 11, Shawn Michaels won the Royal Rumble and fucking undercarded to Bam Bam versus LT. So at that point is when winning the Rumble really meant shit. Uh, they've done triple threat matches before. Cena, Triple H, and Orton stand out in my mind. Yeah, I get that, but I still, I still, I personally don't agree with doing that. I, I feel like if you like, if I spoke my piece, but go ahead. Well, okay. <laughs> so the the reason why I'm okay with it is because number one, yes, Edge did fight to get that spot, but Edge is back, and he's he's eager, he's hungry, he has grit. Um, the uh, and and the thing is, Edge would never be one as the wily veteran to turn down a challenge and let alone the opportunity to work with someone the caliber of a Daniel Bryan. So I don't feel like it it unbehooves or minimalizes what Edge did. I think that it throws an extra way to make the match more exciting and I th into the mix and I also think it throws another way to also protect Edge because he can rest more. He can not take as many hard bumps because there's another person to kind of share the load. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I, I mean, there is that. I agree, I, I agree with that. What do you think? I'm all for it, man. Um, and, and here's why. Edge is a good dude. Edge doesn't need the title run. Uh, you know what? I'm 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 gonna put my my stink on this one right now. I think Daniel Bryan should win this title. Uh, and again, I love Edge. I'm glad he returned. He had a great Rumble. Super excited to see him in the middle of WrestleMania. But I I think that Bryan is like lightning in a bottle, man. And like when you get that and you have that, you gotta like churn and burn, man. Um. And at the end of the day, honestly, I'm not going to be disappointed however the match goes. If Reigns wins, awesome. That just cements his legacy as a great heel champion. If Edge wins, great. One of my all-time favorites. Love it. If Bryan wins, fucking finally. And yes, I understand he got his WrestleMania 30 moment, but that was quickly snatched away from him. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think the title is Bryan's to lose, if, if we're being real. 
Uh, I think honestly, Edge probably has a longer career left than than Daniel Bryan does. Uh, you're you're pro you're honestly not wrong, and not trying to. Uh, well, before before I steer away, Ransom, what's your take? Yeah, because you're you're um, the biggest Edge fan of us all. So let me ask this first, though, to before I get my my thoughts on this. When Daniel Bryan was in WrestleMania for the title, was that a one-on-one -on -one match, or did he triple threat that one as well? That he was triple, triple threaded. threaded. Batista won the Royal Rumble that year. Yeah, that was okay. the year. Okay, so I I do have a few problems with this, and my problems with this, you might think that they're stupid, and that's fine, uh, you know. But my issue with this is one. Uh, yeah, um, my issue with this is one. Edge won the Rumble, and I I understand what Beef said about. Shawn Michaels won the Rumble, and it was, the WrestleMania was headlined by Bam Bam and LT, and that's when winning the Rumble became sort of delegitimized. Legitimized. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But if you're going to have him come back and win the Rumble, why is it now going to be a triple threat match? He won the Rumble. Shouldn't he? And I know they did with Batista too, but I feel like that was a year where the fans really – stuck it to WWE and WWE didn't have a choice because if they would have straight up went with Orton versus Batista, that match would have got stunk on by the fans like no other. They would have booed and chanted for Michael Cole and JBL the whole. So they had to insert Brian there. They absolutely had to. I. Ugh. It, it doesn't, it doesn't make me cringe to say it. I am a huge edge head, but at the same time, I agree with beef. This should be Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan should win this title. And my, my problem with it is, is if, if it was going to be Daniel Bryan's year to win this championship, if this was going to be a WrestleMania moment for him, he's lightning in a bottle, all of that. But why not capitalize on that by having Daniel Bryan throw out edge at the very end to win the rumble. Not only are you featuring edge in the rumble now, the returning edge, the hero, whatever, but you capitalize on that lightning in the bottle moment, even by saying, Hey, edge is back. But guess what? I'm Daniel Bryan. And I tossed his legendary ass out of the Royal rumble. I'm not saying you turn heel, but that adds fuel to the Daniel Bryan fire. I'm a little ticked off that it seems like every time Daniel Bryan's going into WrestleMania, for a big WrestleMania moment, guess what? It's Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match. Why can't this dude headline WrestleMania in a one-on-one -on -one match? Now, I understand it's going to be better. I, I think it's going to be a better technical match if it's Edge and Bryan in there at the same time. Yes. But, man, I would really just love to see Daniel Bryan go over at WrestleMania, win the title in a one-on-one -on -one decision, giving Daniel Bryan more of that WrestleMania moment. And and also to your point, Ransom, if they knew that if if it does end up being Daniel Bryan and they were going to go with him. And I understand some plans can change last minute or whatever, like, uh, you know, with last year's mania with with uh, with okay. Roman Reigns pulling out with everything with COVID. I get that. But by all accounts, like they they have an idea of the direction they're going months and months beforehand 
So if, do it, they though? So it, well, remember again, when we heard those reports on, a couple hold, weeks ago be, be, about, about, about 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 Vizic Man blowing this up? I know. This I know. is one hundred. Like I, I I read this okay. report. This match is one hundred percent. Okay. My point is, if they had even an inkling of an idea that they were going to involve Brian. Why didn't they have Brian win the Rumble? The one thing that he, like, the one, you know, feather in the cap that he has not had yet in the WWE. Now, I understand that Brian has not won the Universal title before, and neither has Edge. That's all well and fine. But, um, you know, but Brian is a multiple-time champion. You know, he's he's held both the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight title. It, regardless, if he never holds the Universal title, that's fine. But I feel like if, you know, if they had an inkling of an idea, they should have let him win the Rumble. And not saying he had to go the distance, but fuck, just have him win the Rumble. You know what I they mean? Didn't. Like that's, 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 that, that's what I was saying. They didn't know that. Vince okay. McMahon literally blew things up from the ground up. And this was one of the casualties that he said, okay, we need to do something different. We're going to put Brian in this match. And, and this honestly, happened after the rubble. That's what you're saying, yes. right? Oh, this, this happened, I think, like the week before Fastlane. Remember okay. when, when when I posted that report in the uh, the the group chat about yep. Vince like blowing the, up WrestleMania? Like this is yeah. like the big one. Yeah. And so, uh, and that's know, that's the problem now, with I everything. Also, before we move off topic of this, I also read a report, and again, internet, who knows? But this report said that there was some insider in WWE that leaked this information about the change of what's coming and the plan, according to this insider, was the triple threat match, Edge pins Brian to win the title to get it off of Roman Reigns without Roman Reigns getting the pin. But for some reason, Roman Reigns is pissed about this. Again, I don't know if that's true, but that's the article that I read. Hmm, interesting. That I, I don't know if... Roman Reigns is going to be legit pissed or if that's the actual outcome. I, I could see Roman Reigns being upset about that, not because he has his head up his own ass and, you know, is over his hype. I really, you know, again, as much crap as we've given him, I don't believe he's that kind of guy. Um, no, not at all. So the thing is, um, with with that, um, oh God, I lost my train of thought. Okay, with that, the... The thing is with him, I could see him being upset because it's like, no, have Brian pin me. I've been running roughshod. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, Brian or Edge. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, we need to protect Reigns. We need to keep him looking strong. Reigns is probably like, no, like have me get my comeuppance. Have me lose. Like I could see him being upset that he's not that that they're they're trying to do that because that's a formula. First of all, that people predict. Whenever there's a triple threat match, usually someone is just there to eat the pin. Second of all, it's because, you know, I think Reigns honestly, like, would want something that was best for business and make a truly memorable moment. You know? Well, and that's the thing. Is Edge pinning Daniel Bryan best for business? Either. Like, they want this big monumental pop. Do you think you're going to get that if Edge pins Brian? But it works both it works both ways though. That's what I'm saying uh, is that he, I agree. you get what I'm saying? Like yep, he would want he would want like him to be the one to get pinned. Oh so, yeah, yeah. No, 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 for sure. I'm 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 saying on ransom speculation about that about that article about Edge pinning Brian. Oh. I think that's about the worst idea that they can do because we've seen 
what happens? Royal Rumble 2014, Daniel Bryan was not involved despite all the big hype surrounding him. And they booed Batista, the returning face, Evolution's own, the guy who was fucking Drax the Destroyer. They booed him out of the fucking, uh, it wasn't the melon, up. Uh, I don't know what, what it was. Key Bank. No, no, not Key Bank. No, uh, uh, when, hold the on. Man thinks it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're right. But yeah. they booed him out of the arena. We like, booed him if, out of Pittsburgh. If if Edge beats Brian, and I'm not saying they're going to boo Edge out of the fucking uh, 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 Tampa Bay Stadium, but man, <laughs> like it's certainly not going to be this big monumentous pop if Edge beats Reigns. Oh yeah, hell yes. If Brian beats Reigns, oh hell yes. But if one of the the if one of the other two beat the other. It's going to go down like a wet fart in church. Oh, yeah. It will be an instant heel turn, just like what ha- with what happened with Batista. They yep. could not push Batista as a face. He was getting consistently booed no matter what. He That moment right there, WWE inadvertently turned Batista heel. If you have Edge pin Brian, that's what's going to happen. They're going to have to turn Edge heel because people are going to boo Edge. Well, I mean— I really be- believe that's what's going to happen. And to be fair, even at the end of the the match on Fastlane, like you kind of almost got some heelish vibes from Edge. Like he's kind of tweener right now. Like he's a frustrated face or something. Like he looked like he was frustrated by his own actions or whatever. So I mean, it kind of works. But at the same time, I'm just kind of I, I don't know. I they have. I, to, I'm just wondering. They yeah. have to play their cards right. I'm sorry, Tom. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that, no, no. It's okay. It's that, just like it's if they if there was somebody that they were gonna like if if there was somebody the crowd turned on and they turned on edge like ransom is saying that could happen i think they'd be able to take it and run with it edge is that good of a worker and that good with his character that he could just take it and let it go and just go with it and be a be a fucking heel again if he had to like i i don't think he has a problem be the rated R superstar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The rated R superstar. So listen, also, not to, you know, really try to parry away from this discussion, but as Poot said in a fast cow news, Andrade Cien Almas released. He's gone. Yep. On top of all that, Charlotte Flair has been around for a while. Allegedly, she's got the COVID beef. You want to talk about this? I took some serious heat, man. Uh, Sean over at uh, Pro Wrestling Now and Then, who is is one of the new admins, and I respect the hell out of him. He's super smart, um, and and even even Denny, who's another guy who I you know respect the hell out of. We're both like, dude, they, 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 there's there, there's no chance that this would be alleged. By God, man, like COVID sure is convenient, isn't it? And that's not me being tongue tongue in cheek. That's not me being political. That's me saying what. So allegedly, 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 Charlotte Heel has COVID the same week that her fiance is released after sitting around and catering, saying that he wants to follow his dreams. The same week that Rhea Ripley debuts on Monday Night Raw and demanding a title shot, Charlotte Flair comes down with COVID. The same week that all this stuff comes out about how she, I guess it's not, I guess the stuff's kind of been festering about, about her being unhappy with the Lacey Evans spot, about them not really having a direction for Charlotte Flair for WrestleMania, other than obviously beating Oscar. So suddenly she has COVID. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, you know, and, and here, here, here's here's the thing. 
I, I don't want to sound like an asshole. If she does have COVID, I certainly do hope that she makes a full recovery. And I have no doubt that she will because she is uh, a hell of a specimen, very athletic, and athletes tend to, to fucking roll this thing over with no problem. But it's awful fucking convenient that you have a potentially sour grape on the vine. And as opposed to letting that die on the vine or infect the other grapes, you just pluck it and say, you know what, we're just gonna we're 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 just gonna make you into a little bit of a tart. We'll bring you back later. I I'm not gonna lie. At first, when you said that, I was like, Beef, come on. It's just, it is the way it is. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know, all these things lining up, it is pretty fu It's pretty fucking convenient, man. It's pretty fucking interesting. Like, who knows? I mean, I mean, who knows? I'm, we'll never know. I'm just glad. And, and listen, not trying to belittle Charlotte here. I'm just glad that, that Andrade is going to be back out there. And the other interesting fact to go along with what Ransom said, is that apparently Andrade does not have a no-compete clause. He could go out there literally the day he walked out the door and jump in a ring for someone else. Yep. Hey, now my my question way, on that is... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, by the way, at Sakura Genesis, did you know that Will Ospreay's group is in a six-man tag against, wouldn't you know it, Los Ingonabres de Hopan. Wow. And they're the TBH they're 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 the TBH spot listed alongside the Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb. Not saying now when does I'm that saying, take place? That is April the fourth, many a week, baby. Okay. Oh boy. So mm. yeah, not saying, but saying. So my question is, was that an oversight on Andrade's contract? Or was that intentionally put in there because WWE really didn't have any fear of him leaving, going somewhere, and pulling eyes? Neither. That's a good it's question. Because it's, it's because of their respect for Charlotte Flair. They oh. believe 110% that Charlotte Flair is their moneymaker. Yes, they think that they have a great find in Sasha. Bianca is a hot rising star and that Rhea Ripley is the future. But right now, the present is Charlotte Flair. They believe so highly that she is their best female superstar that they absolutely kowtowed to her when she said, hey, you know what? Since you're not using my fiancé, you may as well let him go. And if you don't let him go with a, without a no-compete clause, I'm going to be pissed. You really believe that she's got that much stroke oh, to, to be able to alter contracts? She's a flare. Yeah. She's a flare. That name is like minting gold. Yeah. So I, I, all right. So I do see that, but at the same time, WWE has let Ric Flair go several times. Now he's done a lot for them, and yes, the Flair name does carry a lot of clout, but. In the 90s, they let him go back to WCW. After his career-ending match with Shawn Michaels, they let him go, and he showed up in uh, uh, TNA, Impact, whatever the farm it was called. He's been on AEW, hasn't he? Uh, once? I thought he was there once Flair? for something. Like he, I thought so. I could be wrong, 
But in any case, so maybe if he wasn't, he didn't was, even do a guest appearance on AEW. He might have been. I think he was supposed to be the guy that was like gonna gonna present the title, but that ended up being Bret Hart. Okay, so all right, so Flair wasn't on AEW, but WWE has let him go several times. Mm. Yeah, the name holds a lot of clout, and I, I don't at all disagree with that. But if that name was that important, don't you think that they would be wrapping him up? consistently with some sort of contract, not letting him go to other places, not letting him do certain things, even if he's not wrestling for them anymore, they want to own that flair name. They want well, that all. Why do you think? Why, you mean kind of like how they did with The Undertaker yeah. and the, and him not being able to do appearances at cons and stuff like that? Yeah, or do you think that this flair has yep. run its course? Yep. The name still carries clout, but we're more interested in this flair over here. This flair is more important than the old one. You got it. You got it. That's what it is. The the uh there there was there was an American Dad episode and I'm in the weeds. I apologize, but there's an American Dad episode about uh the the, the guy Fieri demon uh being yep. passed on through the ages and eventually Jeff comes down with it uh and they have to like you know put him in the lake of cheese. All that notwithstanding, um <sighs> the Flair demon has been passed on, man. Like Flair has taken that robe and passed that mantle onto Charlotte. Charlotte now okay. has. That you know, wheeling and dealing, kiss stealing, like she's the Learjet flyer now. She is the flare. She's in the reboot of Walking Tall. Like she is the flare that WWE uh, cares about now. They put hundreds of millions of dollars into her. They've put hours <laughs> and hours of time. Sorry, I, I had... oh Tom, you and I <laughs> both. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard yeah. it too. Like like fucking yeah. RoboCop. I, I I heard it too. We can rebuild her. We can make her better. No. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the the the, right, the, no, the McMahon yeah. money machine has been behind bustier. her. <laughs> <laughs> like they have been, moles. they have been pushing her since day one on the roster. Like she <clears throat> is the embodiment of re- of women's wrestling of this women's revolution to them. Why bother having the old man when you got the young stud? They don't have Undertaker Junior. There's no like someone. Yeah, they do. Bray Wyatt or Finn the fucking Balor. Yes, they had their opportunity, but they blew it. I don't think that they have with Charlotte. So they're trying to. That's what I'm saying. I I think they kowtowed her. That's why they're giving her this little bit of leave of absence to avoid another Sasha Banks situation where we're all like, does she end up in AEW? How big of a deal would that be? So they're giving her some time off to find herself, to find her smile. And come back after WrestleMania and probably beat Rhea Ripley for the title. So your thinking is, is this COVID angle is a way for both WWE to let her take time off without admitting that she's pissed about Andrade. And she's going along with this COVID angle. Let's let's hypothesize and say that it, it's not actually COVID. She's going along with it because it's better for her to play ball with them and say, yep, I've got COVID. That's why I'm not around. As opposed to... WWE saying she's got COVID and she's saying, nope, I'm super pissed about what they did. That's why I'm not there. Right. Because why burn that bridge? You know, if, if, if you're Charlotte Flair, your stock's at an all time high. What? And all props to AEW. Y'all know that I love it. Absolutely. My favorite. WWE is the biggest wrestling organization on the planet. Why burn that bridge needlessly? Whenever you have, whenever both of you have a very convenient and topical, um, situation exactly like when when you could both say face because here's the thing if she had covid 
as our own uh, Barty boy can attest, you need you need, you need ten days from first exposure to last. If she had COVID, and they knew about it, say Sunday when they're last Sunday when they're making plans for Monday Night Raw, two weeks is up or ten days is up like the middle of this week, back in plenty of time for WrestleMania. So that's that that's the other thing that sticks in my craw is that. You know, she's off the WrestleMania card because she has COVID three weeks beforehand. Uh, uh, uh. Do you think she's not going to be at Mania at all? I don't. Or do you think she'll come around and say, okay, all right, I'm still pissed, but WWE is going to throw me a bucket of money and probably a title. I'm coming back for Mania. They took her off the poster. Yeah, that was the other thing. And Ric Flair even tweeted, like, WrestleMania is not going to be the same without you. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh they, yeah. She's, uh, yeah, the, that was the other thing. Um, kind of going back to what I was talking about with the Daniel Bryan triple threat situation. Um, the stuff. If if even at the very most, like if they change some matches around and stuff, like the posters and stuff that they have that they were doing for Mania, that stuff is figured out like months ahead of time. And they definitely they took her off of of the WrestleMania Ooh. poster. So yeah, it's. And and I don't think it's uh, I I'm with I'm with you guys on I think it's probably them trying to make COVID a convenient angle. Some people have speculated it's because she's doing that reboot of Walking Tall, but um, I I don't believe that because if you were gonna if it was because of the movie thing, like I'm sorry, like when it you comes shoot your movie around Mania, it, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say exactly it, like know. when it when it comes to WrestleMania season, like in Vince McMahon's world, you know, he's God and Mania is the most important thing ever. And no, you're not gonna have one of my top talents filming this movie, uh, you know, that's gonna interfere with Mania. You can get her you can get her before, you can get her after, but she needs to be here for Mania. Like that that in my mind, for as much of a control freak as Vince as Vince McMahon is there's no way that it'd be because of the movie that she's not going to be at mania. So I fully believe that it's uh, I fully believe it's because she's pissed and they're just finding a convenient scapegoat in COVID. Now, now I, we could, and I'm, I, I know this is kind of a hard shift, so make sure to secure your heads, boys. We okay. could talk about what's going on with, with Charlotte flair and what's going on with Andrade and, and how this is. We're going. This is one of those things we're just going to have to watch to see how it plays out. Uh, b- talking about Mania season, though, and everything, what do you say we shift over to NXT really quick? Because I'm going to tell you something. After watching Ooh. this week's episode of NXT, I am so thrilled that so far they have not dropped the ball on making Kyle O'Reilly feel big time. And also... Oh, yeah. The promo that they did where they were sitting on opposite sides of the table and mm. they made it feel like really feel like they want to kill each other. Uh, like ta- like Regal talking about like, you know, the um, talking about how they got the police involved and I will not have you guys tear down sign this and say we're not responsible and everything. I'm going, oh, this is good. This is good. And then Adam Cole opened his mouth and I went, oh, my God. And again, I, I know I do this all the time. He is, he is Shawn Michaels. He, it's, you just listen to him talk and you go, God, this guy is a, this guy's big time. This guy is all the money. And then Kylo, you go, you kind of, I'm sitting there waiting for Kylo Riley's response. 
and he's sitting there looking like a badass. And and he he spit back at Adam Cole and I was like, "Ooh, man, he's got the chops. This is going to be great." Like Kyle O'Reilly really is feeling big time. Dude, I can't I fucking wait. Like that's going to be I, a great I, match. Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tom. I especially like during the pro, I especially like during their exchange. Like Kyle O'Reilly, you know, his felt a little bit more emotional. Like, you know, you, I, I, I sold my soul for you, and and all you did was fucking use me and our friendship. And at the one point, he's like mid sentence about something. He's like blah blah blah. He's like, look at me, and like oh, just so fucking, good. I was like, I got chills when he yeah. did. I was like, ooh. Um, the, I, the line I wanna, that got I want, me real quick, Tom. Nothing you mentioned. The line that got me was. I sold my soul for you and I want it back. Like, oh man, yeah, what a great fucking that was, line. That was good. Uh to to kind of uh pivot off of that a little bit since you brought up his name. I like the fact that before that segment, uh you had Shawn Michaels kind of run pa- like walk past Adam Cole backstage or just past the, you know, just past the entranceway uh backstage there, which was cool. And second, speaking of Shawn Michaels, how about the fact that uh, for the cruiserweight title, we're going to get it as a ladder match, the unification, just like back in the day with the uh, IC title. I like that. I love the eliminator match too. the, the, the fucking got that match on night one. Um, like that. That'll be good. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm not thrilled about having night one on USA with commercials. I hope that they can do something like, like obviously the, the gauntlet match is going to be your best chance for commercials. I really hope that they do something to kind of minimize their commercial breaks because like I, to me, to me, takeovers are the best when there are no fucking <laughs> commercials. And, and I understand that we're in the era of Peacock now, wherever that that's what we're going to get. We're going to get commercials unless we pay the, the super premium tier. But at the end of the day, I want my takeover without commercials. So like, I'm, I'm a little bummed about that, but man, like looking at those, at this card and then you throw in a uh, presumptive tag team title match between uh, Ember and Shotzi and Candice LeRae and um, Indy Hartwell. I mean, like, you don't... Man, this takeover may be the best takeover yet. Oh, absolutely. So and, the, you- and the fact that they're making it two nights, like, that right there Cute. shows you how much care they're taking to it to realize, like, they're so stacked right now. Like, we can't we can't just throw this all into one night. It's, it's too much. Like we have to give it the respect and the time that it deserves. Uh, go ahead, Ransom. So just not comparing commercials or the magnitude of the spectacle. Match quality, match caliber. Are, do you think the takeover is going to be better than Mania? Oh, my God. It has been the last four years. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, far, so we're probably not going to break it this year. Based off the matches that are that are announced so far and based on the storylines that are presented that I'm that are getting me the most emotionally involved, I'm more excited for TakeOver than Mania. But well, here's the other side. Like this is Pepsi versus Coke. All right. NXT is your wrestling show. NXT is not terribly story driven, although this cool O'Reilly thing is real good. Um you know the, the stuff with Gargano is pretty good. Like there, there, there definitely are is, is some really good stories. But like NXT is your wrestling show. WrestleMania is your like spectacle, granddaddy of them all. They're two different 
products that I think that you can enjoy equally. If there's going to be a WrestleMania that's as good as the TakeOver, honestly, and, and I know, I know that I just used the word WrestleMania last week and that this is an absolute, like, 180-degree turn, but that's how crazy it is. In one week, I go from not caring about it to looking at the WrestleMania card going, hey, you know what? This might be pretty fucking good. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, um, look, another big thing that's happening around this time is the Hall of Fame. We've got some entrants already that are going into the Hall of Fame. Some seem great, like Kane. Uh, I think that's well-deserved. Eric Bischoff Holly. is a very interesting one because he has the WCW cloud, the TNA cloud, and the AEW cloud. He so sure for does. WWE to put him in, yeah. like that's that That was a little surprising to me. There is some letdowns, though. The great Kali. Now, I really want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Mine are pretty simple. Yes, he was a WWE champion. The things that he's done in WWE, does that make him Hall of Fame worthy? In my eyes, no. It really doesn't. When you have some greats out there that are not in the Hall of Fame, that may not have won the big title, but have still done amazing work and had much better careers than Kali has, you have him going in? This this is the conspiracy theorist in me. It really screams, hey, guess where we're going to go again once we can. Well, and uh, it's not even that, but, you, but you're 100% on the right scent. This is a marketing ploy. And you know what? I get it. It's a business. Like, they're giving us Eric Bischoff. They're giving us Kane. They're giving us Molly Holly. Three names that I'm like, man, that person deserves to be in. Kali is like, this one's for us because they have a burgeoning product in India. They have a new television deal over in India. And there's NXT, I think, if, I don't know if it's NXT India, but there's an NXT brand coming for that subcontinent. So, like, they're branching out big time over there. This, because when people in India think wrestling, they think the great Kali, not fucking Ginger Mahal. They I was going to say, what, what about what about the Mah- modern day Maharaja? They don't think about him anymore. No, I also no, man, God. he's gotten a raw deal. I'm sorry, I'll say it. He's gotten a raw deal. That's a whole nother discussion, though. Yeah. But the the Kali thing is definitely for the Indian fan base. Well, yeah, I get it, man. Like, why not? Why? Uh, I don't agree, but. I don't agree about it. It's the same thing with Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker was at WrestleMania or not Bob Uecker. Um, fuck. Um, Oh my God. The, the guy that came, Barker? No, the guy, the guy that came tombstone three years in a row, Pete Rose, uh, he, Pete Rose, Pete thank Rose. You, Jesus Christ. Um, like that was done tongue. And he was the first, I think he was the first, if one of the first celebrities yeah. in, inducted him because it's tongue in cheek because he couldn't get into the baseball hall of fame. So they're like, hey, you're going to make a Hall of Fame in your lifetime, huh? Like, I get it. 
and they, they they did that just so that ESPN could go, hey, Pete Rose is making the Hall of Fame, well, hey, but not yuck, the one yuck, that you're yuck. thinking of. Well, hey, yuck, yuck, yuck. Well, like more, I mean, more details I at know. ten. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean. Fuck it. If we're going to put the great Kali in, then fuck it. Let's put the oddities in while we're at it. Hey, the uh, Bellas, the Bellas are coming in this year too. They were, they were 2020 inductees. So if the Bella twins can get in, fuck it. Let's let Kali uh, in. Too. Look, okay. They've, they've done, they've done more than the fucking great Kali. Yeah. More to set the business back fucking 20 years. Wow. Fuck. I did not know that you were such a sour grapes boy on, uh, on the Bellas. Oh Dude, yeah. They're the antithesis of the fucking diva movement. Like, really? Yeah. Uh, then right. fucking Kelly I, Kelly I, I, I made Vince McMahon. I nothing to Bellas. Like I the don't... Bellas and Kelly Kelly made Vince McMahon go. You know what? We should stop having women wrestle. Put them in lingerie pillow fights and give them a butterfly title, because they can't wrestle, but man, they look good. Well, do you think that they did that? I, I, I see. I think it started before that. I mean, you had Sable. You had the that. cat. You know, you yeah, had all those okay. people that were like, but then, but then you had Trish and Lita and Victoria and Jazz and Gail Kim that absolutely like rose it to the next level. And they oh, passed it on enough. to Melina and Mickey James, who were like, Yes, this is where it needs to go. And then they're like, You can look, but you can't touch. Like, no, fuck that. Fuck the right. Fuck them. Jesus. Fine, but that's H. a good argument. That is. No, I get it. I I understand your rage beef because you're right. It was all for show, and then they built it back up with legit women wrestlers, and then, you're right, they tore it back down into the Divas division with the A Bellas. total piss take. A total piss take. I can't, I can't remember um, the <laughs> last time that we've heard a rant like that from Beef. Legit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I mean, right. he hasn't been this fired up in a very long time. Listen, over, I know? love women's wrestling, and not because it's fucking TNA. Not because I got my fucking NASCAR shirt on, sitting here in my trucker hat going, sorry, yes! no offense. Yes! <laughs> with, my, with my fucking like, tall boy going, oh man, look at those titties! <laughs> no, man. They, you sounded, the hold on. You sounded like you went from NASCAR to Fat Albert just then. I sure then. did, right there. Um, <laughs> but my point is, look, I love women's wrestling because like, there this are some genuine, awesome women wrestlers. Io Shirai, like, best yeah. on the planet. Britt Baker, super fucking good. Hikaru oh Shida. God. Nyla Rose, I'll throw her in there. Thunder Rosa, like, and, and fucking, you know, Lita, Trish, these, Gail Kim, all these people paved the way only to have Vince go, you know what? Fuck it. Let's put a bed in the middle of the ring and have them hit each other with pillows for 12 years. Ah! Easy. You, to I, be fair, watch your blood pressure. I, I'm sure. Man, oh, uh, to, to be <laughs> fair, I, I'll, I'll give this to you, Beef. I don't think that the Bellas like helped steer away from that fucking atrocity that it was, but I feel like it came on before them. Like it, it came on with the likes of like Christy Hemi and Kelly Kelly and fucking Maria. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. no, I agree. It, you, you know what I mean? Although to be fair, Maria's got a nice. She she she's definitely like added to her resume, but they certainly didn't help like steer away from it. They were like, "Oh hey, look, easy money, let's take it." It's, I, I mean, I recall especially. I get it. I get it. Hold like, on, I, I get it. Towards towards the end of the butterfly <laughs> belt, there before they brought back the actual women's title, <sighs> I, I I recall you know I recall the uh, oh, you know Nikki Bella having like okay matches. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, was that still before the... or after you stopped smoking weed, Tom? Come I would on. say br- I would say more so Brie Bella Cowboy. Like if you're gonna throw one of them, it would be Brie Bella. Yes, Brie yeah. has. Well, a... yeah. Well, Brie was obviously better than Nikki, but I'm saying like Nikki didn't do like ter- like Nikki wasn't like fucking Kelly Kelly is what no, I'm saying. No, no, my God. Okay, no. I mean, that's okay. a that's a rare low. Okay, more. I mean like I'm just I'm just saying. The Great Khali was worse than all of that. Let's, <laughs> that's, that's let's not beef. forget. Let's not forget all red everything. Oh my god. Uh, that's yeah, like, see, that's like yeah. saying beef. You may be fat, but at least you're not like ham bone. At least you don't have to have a wall taken out of your house to go to the hospital. Like, yeah, well, you're right. I mean, that's a pretty grateful. fucking low perspective fruit. Perspective is everything. Beef perspective a, is everything. That's a pretty low <laughs> fruit. That's all I'm saying. Like, oh man, do I hate the Bellas. So yes, if the Bellas are in, fuck it. Let's open up those doors. Let's kick down those doors. Let's bring in whoever the fuck else. If it's a marketing ploy, why the fuck not? Ransom, Paul Hogan's you? getting in for the second time. What Ran- or third? Ransom. Fourth? I don't know. Did you anticipate sending beef on a jet fuel rant with with that statement, with asking about the Hall of Fame? Uh, No, I I mean I (laughs) thought I was going to get more vitriol out of him with with Kali, but to be fair, um, I completely (laughs) forgot about the Bellows. Yeah, I I did. I completely forgot that they were even in, and uh, I mean. The bottom line is Ransom wanted the code green, so we gave him a code green. It wasn't what he was expecting, but hey, here we are. I mean, yeah, I... You know, I, and to be completely honest, <laughs> I, you know, no shocker here, everybody. I agree with Beef. You know, it, it's it's kind of outrageous that they're going in because they're not they're not great. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. If the great Kali's going in while we're at it, why don't we put in Hornswoggle? Well, I'm just hoping that the person to induct the great Kali is Tiger Ali Singh. That's a name. Yeah. That's a name, no, he man. says. Honestly, a name. like, uh, Muhammad Hassan, dude, like, they're, what? and, and I, I, Hold I, on. I've, I've talked about this a million times. I'm like, I can't go into it again. But man, that guy was fucking fire. And they, and they, they pissed it away because they're like, oh, well, we can't take any heat. What if? What if they have the modern day Maharaja inducting the great Kali? That makes that sense. Would not, it wouldn't surprise me. It would. It, it's the same. Same as the flare demon, man. Then, 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 then you're passing on the, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to say India demon because that's 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 terrible. But like, you know, you're 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 passing the torch. You're 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 having the new young Indian guy induct the like the the legendary Indian guy. So it makes sense to go that route. Uh, I'd be shocked if they didn't. To be honest. Yeah. I, I don't know who uh, who else they would get to induct them. Yeah, I don't know. I can't I can't think because I honestly. What about that guy that was like the great Kali says? What the fuck was his name? I don't even know. Oh, Benji something or other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember what his name was, but yeah, fucking no, I know nameless, who you're talking about. Nameless fucking uh, nameless minion manager one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Indian valet guy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the, the the Hall of Fame, and I mean reportedly RVD is going to be coming too. So what oh, a weird God. year! Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah, he's got he probably he, he he's on there just because he stumbled in and they were like, oh RVD, get out there. He's like, what? Well, I don't know. yeah, right. Like, if, I, uh, if the- Matt Riddle does not induct RVD, <laughs> there's no justice in this world. Oh, dude, you know what? Like, yeah, like like ha- have a laugh, have a pet steak for sure. But honestly, it's got to be Heyman. Like oh my god! If not, that would be an atrocity. 
yeah like, there's no way ah man i i would watch the hall of fame for that specific reason yeah yeah that's that's for sure well we it, uh, it, last, it last looked, though like uh, you know with wrestlemania it, it does look like we could potentially have another year without brock lesnar I have a quick uh, last quick question I had about the Hall of Fame um, is have they announced how they're going to tape or air or do any of that? In, I, I think that it was peacock. I think <laughs> peacock. peacock 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 add 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 enjoy your nine ads in the Hall of Fame you bastards <laughs> fuck I can't, I can't I can't turn it off now. That's my trick. You know what? I'm always angry. Go, go full ham. Go full ham. All right. So listen. Let's let's talk about Peacock beef. I I wanted to avoid full code green. I wanted to avoid this because market zero. Because I don't want to give Peacock Peacock free fucking ad space in my head on my show, our show. But bottom line is, wow. I I jumped in. You knew what he meant. Yeah. I'm like, oh hey, Peacock, two fifty a month for four months. I'm paying ten bucks and I'm getting four months. I get WWE Network and all the shows that I love. Sign me up. No. Went to watch WrestleMania 24. Add to start. I'm like, okay, maybe they have one at the end in the beginning. Match one. Add. Match two. Add. Match three. Add. I'm like, okay, we ain't doing this. Only to find out that on Fast Lane it was match one. Add match two. Add Peacock. The fuck, bro. And 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 mm. they're going through, and apparently are earmarking and censoring bits of the past. Uh the one that I've read in question was where uh, Vince McMahon strolled up to Booker T. And John yep. Cena uh, oh and dropped man. the word of words that you don't use unless you want to be a WrestleMania host eight years after you say it. Whoops. Um, <laughs> but how weird is that he's hosting with Titus? That's fucking weird, right? Anyway, oh, God. Um, God so all, it's all over the place. Anyway, uh, I, I get that one, okay? Like, that's that's a pretty glaring thing. But here's the problem is that whenever you allow a service to go through and start picking and choosing what they deem as acceptable or not. And I'm not trying to go political. I I don't want to do that, but you're giving up the opportunity to have history because Peacock could go, you know what? Chris Benoit murdered his family. He doesn't deserve to be part of the WWE network. Whoosh snap gone. So uh, and now, look, it is, and I'm 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 not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just adding a little bit of fuel to this fire, in that that would really burn my chaps a bit if they did that. Because the one great thing about Peacock for me is that now I get to watch Parks and Recreation again. Parks and Recreation is a funny show, all of the often. They're very similar. Yes, I agreed. watch Parks and Recreation with my son and daughter in the room because it's funny you know there are some overt sexual connotations but not enough for i think my kids to really pick up on and hone in on and be like 
hey, what are they talking about? So I watched Parks and Recreation, but I watched four episodes of Park and Re- Parks and Recreation tonight when I got home. Each episode had at least two ads for the John Wayne Gacy documentary, where they talked about murder, where they talked about um, not manipulation, but uh, mutilation. All of this was on this John Wayne Gacy ad during the Parks and Recreation show. I, I don't see how that is deemed appropriate. Now, if you were watching a, a, a show about murder, like I could see if you were watching Law and Order, okay, that ties in. Fair enough. You're not going to watch Law and Order with your children in the room. It's not appropriate. But when you're watching a comedy show like Parks and Recreation and you pepper every single episode at least twice with commercials for the John Wayne Gacy documentary, and in that you openly talk about body, um, again, not manipulation, uh, mutilation, murders, killings, all this stuff. Where's the, where's the balance of this is appropriate, this is not appropriate? Now, You're telling me that Stone Cold coming out and throwing some middle fingers and drinking some beer is inappropriate, but we can advertise a documentary about a serial killer during a comedy show that whatever. Okay. First of all, I agree with you, Ransom. I agree with you. That's tactless. And you, it shows the good dad that Ransom is. And that's in no way sarcastic. He is a good dad and he's looking out for the best interest for his kids. And I admire that. Now, my question is for beef, Tom, you haven't gotten on the Peacock bandwagon yet. Have you? Oh no, I'm on there now oh, because I had to watch it for Fastlane because, um, because whenever I was watching, you Fastlane, were forcibly removed. Yeah, I I don't like I me. don't I don't know if my network subscription was up or not or what the deal was. Beef said he was watching it on his Xbox. I I had heard from other multiple sources, like I was listening to Busted Open, and I heard that uh, when they were talking about Fastlane, that they also had some people that were. Uh, you know, amongst the busted open nation that were having issues with getting on Peacock or not being able to watch it on network. Some people could, some people couldn't. I don't know what the fucking deal was, uh, but I was trying to watch it on my computer. I'm on Peacock now. Okay, so you're on Peacock. Beef's on Peacock. Ransom's on Peacock. The only one who hasn't made the switch yet is Captain Wow over here. So let me ask all three of you, what level of the subscription do you have? Um... I, I guess the four ninety nine one. I guess I don't know. Okay, beef. I have I have the low one that you you still pay for and get all the stuff, but you have ads. Okay, I think I have beef. that. That's what the four ninety nine. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so I jumped onto the, I jumped onto the special promo that came in my email. It's like, hey, you're with WWE Network. Enjoy four months of Peacock for two fifty a month. But when once the network goes dark, I will probably be upgrading my subscription one time only. Through WrestleMania season to the ten or to, to the nine ninety one one, only because I ain't trying to watch WrestleMania with ads. Well, and that and that's my point is that, and and I understand this isn't me just saying toss money around all willy nilly. However, Ooh. when when your WWE subscription is up, which is going to be here in the next what week and a half, like mm-hmm. it just. It's a lateral move financially. Just do just do the 991 or whatever it is 
and be done with it. Then you won't have to yeah. worry about ads and you won't have to worry about that stuff. Now, if they do the sneaky bullshit thing that Netflix does where they're just like, hey, here's an email. We're going to raise your rate. Hey, we're going to raise your rate. Hey, we're going to raise your rate. I, I'm not into that. Uh, but, you know, it, it it is what it is. Anyway, that's beside the point. My point is it's a lateral move at that point. You just, you know, just like. Yeah. Yeah. Get, ri- get yeah, rid I mean, of the I'll, ads. I'll, prob- I'll probably that's upgrade it. I'll probably upgrade it. Hopefully, I'll be I'll be watching at least one of the nights of manias with uh with you guys. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll have to discuss more of that off off uh, yeah off podcast here. But- hey, um, speaking of you guys's, uh, do we have any stump the chumps? Do we want to try one? We have two. I I was, I I was gonna say let's if we do one. Let's try one, because we are getting long in the tooth, boys. Yeah, let's do one. All right, we have one from Maniac, one from Vapor. Which one do you want? Uh, we gave Vapor the space last week. Let's let's have the bastard Pat go for us. All right. Oh, yeah, he's okay. returning now. Yes. Um, Like the challenge from Ransom. I don't know what that's in reference to. I forget now. I lost too many times to count, so I'm not going to try. Oh, the, the, uh, the um, how many stuff the chumps, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Since, ah! Uh, since it is WrestleMania season, the question is, who wrestled the three shortest WrestleMania matches, and who won? Son of a bitch, he's gonna do it again. He's gonna do it. Okay. So, wasn't one of them Daniel Bryan and, uh... Sheamus. Sheamus? Yep. yep. Sheamus won that. That That's has like to be shortest. one of the fastest ones. That is, yeah. that, that is the shortest. Yep. Uh, uh, wait, is it specifically at specifically at WrestleMania? Yes, um, I'm pretty sure that um, Earthquake versus Adam Bomb was pretty fucking short too. Um, and Earthquake won that match with I don't fucking understand why, but he did. Didn't. Okay, Didn't, there was another one from even further back before then. I can't think of it because I know this is I know something about this has come up. I've heard about this before and I just can't think of it. Didn't Joe squash the shit out of um Rey Mysterio at one? He That did happen did, one year. It was 35, but I don't think it was super short. I think it was still like oh, fuck. Oh, it, you know what? It, it may have been sub 3 minutes. Um, um. Oh wait, wasn't oh. The, the Rock and Eric Rowan? Was oh that yeah, officially 30, a match. Yeah, uh, well, the ref counted. And yeah, you're right. You're he, right. So then the Rock, Eric Rowan would be up there, and the Rock obviously, obviously won that match. I was gonna say obviously Eric Rowan came out on top. Um, <laughs> God, oh. God love him. Um, no, was so, that what, that was the match? It was. Yeah, I, think, rock, I think I think rock it's listed on Wikipedia. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I think it's officially like a little listed on Wikipedia last time I saw it. Um, Hogan, Hogan Yokozuna is another very very fast one. Um, yeah, that I'm think well, that lasted a, at least a minute or so. I think these are probably all within seconds. Oh yeah, because um, Daniel Bry- Daniel Bryan Sheamus was 18 seconds because they made that yeah. a big Something fuss. Like that. They made that yes. a big yeah. fuss. And the bell for Hogan and Yokozuna didn't ring until after Fuji hit Yoko in the eyes 
with the salt. So the because otherwise it would have been a disqualification. The two that we're that we're saying right now we have is Rock Eric Rowan and Seamus Daniel Bryan. We are saying those right. are two of the absolute certains. Right. And Seamus won that was WrestleMania twenty eight. It doesn't say. matter which one it was, but and we know it happened. Yeah, flexing, flexing, and thirty-two. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 third one is gonna come down to how long. Wasn't I know for a fact that Hogan and Yoko was long, was 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 shorter than Earthquake versus Adam Bomb. I, I don't want to say I know for a fact. Yeah, I'm fairly fucking. It was stupid. probably seconds. It was probably within the seconds. Now that you mention. Hogan uh, or the ref not ringing the bell until Yoko maybe a minute and a half, and like I scratched my back, I scratched my back, I, I scratched my head thinking of anything shorter than a minute and a half. I want to say that the atom bomb earthquake match was like two minutes or so. There, there's one that we're missing that's also in the time frame of the ones that we're talking about. You know Wait, what I mean? What about, More modern, you mean? What about the WrestleMania four tournament? I feel like one of those went off fairly quick. Yeah, but I don't think Maybe it was. Not. I don't think we're talking seconds like quick. Backland Diesel times here. Like right. I know that's not quick, at Mania. Yeah. Like we're talking within because the 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 Rock Eric I Rowan would, one was like all uh, 20, uh 25, 30, something not, like that. Not, not even. even. Not probably even. like three or four seconds. But it had to be at ding, least. Ding ding ding! Rock bottom over. Like, and and so, Seamus Daniel Bryan seconds. was eighteen, so we need one that's kind of. I think that Hogan and Andre probably is the shortest beyond that, because we're talking maybe ninety seconds. Uh and I, and I am having a real tough time thinking of anything sub ninety seconds. I wasn't there. Wasn't there whenever whenever ECW was still a thing? Wasn't there? Wasn't there a? Wasn't there a, yes. a title match that was real short for the ECW yeah, belt? Chavo and it felt, it felt really weird. Chavo and Kane. It felt really yeah. weird. Yep, it was Kane and Chavo. Uh-huh. Because I remember I remember too. I remember at that time, whenever we would go whenever we would like go back and watch that stuff, either on mm -hmm. previous Mania weekends or when I saw it didn't behoove the ECW belt to have that. It was like shitting on the lineage. That was like 23, yep. I think. And like, I've kind of abandoned my watch through right about like, I got, I got, I got the WrestleMania 21 and I'm like, okay, I'm I've good. seen the good ones. I'm good. <laughs> like, so, uh, through the baby out with the bathwater, son of a bitch. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. The, I, I forgot all about the, the Chavo came match, but yeah, that's, that's, Oh, that's that pretty short. Hogan, that one, Poot's right. That one that is one shorter than been... Ryan Sheamus. Yep, that one. Okay, so well, let's wait a go. Minute. Hold on. When Brian and Sheamus had a match, I thought that like the big deal was that that was the quickest match in WrestleMania history. I, at that time, right? Or right, was that after ECW, ECW? It was. Well, that was definitely after ECW. I, that, I think that would have been WrestleMania 23, maybe 24. Uh, it was the ECW title match. Well, and uh, okay, so here's the thing: the the ECW title match before Brian and them could have been the shortest one in history. This one could have etched it out, but it's not. It's not by much. I won't. I don't think. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go with Poot here because last time I didn't go with Poot, 
And he, it, it was an ECW it, ask question. It burned us. And that's the thing is I was sitting here and I'm going, it's not one of those older matches because they're longer because we're talking fractions of a second. And mm-hmm. and honestly, and the Hogan Yoko thing, there was a lot of faffery in it. There was so a it whole mess of faffery. Good 90 seconds. Okay, so let's say uh, we're going to go with uh, Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. Sheamus winning that. Um, Rock, Eric Rowan. Rock winning that. And uh, Chavo Kane, who won that one? Kane. Oh, Kane. Kane. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Kane won that one. Well, you yeah. think Chavo, no offense to Chavo, but you think Chavo's going to squash Kane? Give me a break. Chavito Heat. All right, we're uh, going with that. I feel good about that. I'm going to lock it in. Lock, lock it, it in. This should be in Beast Wheelhouse. You're not wrong. And if Bob Gray is listening, put on your stupid $2 anonymous thing mask in the trash and go <laughs> getting off to your anime DVDs. Jesus. Wow. Uh, the, the bastard's going hard. At number three, we have Shane versus Daniel Bryan. 18 seconds. Sheamus winner. Number two, Kane versus Chavo. Good call, Poot. Ch- uh, Kane winner, 11 seconds. Number one, The Rock versus Eric Rowan. Six seconds. The Rock being the winner. Oh, boy, does this feel good. Yeah, it does. Boy, does this feel good to get a win over the Maniac. It's like an maniac. old, comfortable pair of jeans. The yep. bastard, Pat. You brought a good question. But you forgot what I said like three weeks ago about not bringing WrestleMania to this wheelhouse because we'll just knock that shit out of our net. What? What? Like hockey. Oh, like hockey. Get, getting okay. it out of our neck. Yeah. I went basketball. So you, sir. Good day. You get nothing. Oh, oh I got a little chubby <laughs> on that one. And on that <sighs> note of continuing. Hashtag wet for beast. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh God! I almost threw up in my mouth. Um, yeah. The, I think I'm now, better. on that note of us having our what now third consecutive, second, second, third, second, third, second, second. second. All right, number two. We're on our two. way, gentlemen, to becoming champs yet again. Thank- forgot Ransom the sponsor. Go forgot Ransom. I wasn't even to the sponsors yet, but Woo! that's perfect. Forgot, uh, man, he is. You wow, really, um, man, Banner's really here. So Frigoff Ransom is a sponsor. Go subscribe to his channel and watch his videos. He's hilarious. And watch out for the trucker, Dave. He'll get you. Oh, he'll get you. And uh, thank you very much to uh, Sean Tischler and his work with IWC in uh, Clearfield. We're excited for more independent wrestling. And of course, and of course, best for last, our very own Tiger uppercut bomb tom and his page casual gaming dad over on facebook and join casual gaming dad's corner subscribe to him on youtube at casual gaming dad and on twitch at casual gaming dad 84 84 84 84 84 84 and make sure you also uh like and give him all the stars on his streams on facebook he plays a lot of awesome games and uh it's very very entertaining we play some among sus on tuesday nights uh, and that's always a good, good time herding all those cats. Thank you for herding all of us cats, Dad. Uh, uh, I do my best. And make sure you like uh, and uh, like the P3 podcast over on YouTube. Make sure to find us wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Spotify, whether it's iTunes, anywhere you can get the audio version of this. And, of course, subscribe to us on YouTube. Just search for Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast. It's that simple. For myself... The Barbarian, Poot the Bard, Ransom the Madman, and his channel Frigoff Ransom, Beef the Legend, and the 
Ransom, you do it. You're better at that. The best damn chooserweight champ who doesn't want to defend outside the podcast there ever was, Tiger Bomb Tom. Have a great night, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night. Dave made the episode. Yeah. (laughs)